Hello everyone, welcome back or welcome if you're new to Imbloom Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast. This week I'm really excited to be doing a morning routine sort of themed episode. I've had this episode planned out for several weeks because I knew I wanted to do one of these early on in the new year just to go with the theme of, you know, having a clean slate and starting fresh and you know, this is when our motivation tends to be the highest for implementing change and new habits into our routines. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And I know I've done sort of morning routine focus episodes before, but I really wanted to do this one because I wanted to share habits that you can implement into your morning routine that I think will improve your morning routine and not necessarily saying you have to add every single one of them. It's more so with me pitching ideas to you all and then you all being on the receiving end and deciding which ones of those sounds best for you and you think will work best for you. I'm not sitting here saying do every single one of these things because I don't even do every single one of these things, but they are things that I've done at some point or another that I have found beneficial in my own morning routine. So I want to share those things, but even more than that, I just want to share um, sort of just my perspective with like morning routines and sort of how I view them and also going to be just sharing my in-depth morning routine and I went back and forth with how I wanted to record this episode and if I even wanted to do it in the first place and it was hard because it's like I've had it kind of planned but I was just kind of like I don't really know if I want to do it or not and I couldn't really figure it out because I just felt like doing like sharing the different habits was sort of redundant with things I've shared before and not necessarily identical to any previous episode I've done, but just sort of redundant, like saying similar things that I've like already mentioned many times. And I was like, I need to provide more value than just sharing ideas for your morning routine because it's definitely something I've done before. So I was like really thinking and I was like, well, why don't I just share my in-depth morning routine? Because I don't really think, I think I might've done this once on the podcast and it was definitely would have been a while ago so in my morning routine has been different in 2023 than it's like ever been before and I just like do things a lot I've been doing things a lot more consistently than I ever have at any other time in my life like I was sitting here telling myself like oh I'm not qualified enough or not qualified enough but I basically was telling myself I shouldn't share oh my in-depth morning routine if I've only been doing this for five days you know what I mean and then I realized it was January like 27th and I was like, oh, um, that I've been doing this for, for 27 days basically. So I definitely think I can sit here and say this is my routine because, you know, typically 21 days is what people say like builds a habit. So I'm like, I think 27 days is um, a strong argument for, you know, this being my morning routine and I've been doing it every single morning and Um, it's really been great for me and it's like really kind of changed the game for me in a way. So I really am looking forward to like sharing my end up morning routine with you all, as well as also sharing 
just some ideas for your morning routine, like my perspective on them. So it's a little bit of a mashup of an episode of, of if you will, because I'm going to be sharing like my actual morning routine and I'm going to be sharing some things that you can add into yours if you're just sort of like clueless on where to start with creating a morning routine and curating one that works for you. But I hope this episode inspires you to um, just sort of get your crap together with your morning routine and like really trim the fat, like get rid of the stuff that you know is not serving you in the mornings and that you know you don't really need to be doing and maybe you're just doing for the idea of it and do add more things that like actually are going to be um you know beneficial to you and helping you out and giving you the energy and the peace of mind you need to start your day so before we get into the episode i'm going to start off with a quote goal and gratitude for the week and actually instead of the goal i'm going to be doing a favorite this week but my quote this week is from tumblr and it says it's from the account look of love um, which I don't follow, but I just happen to see it on my Tumblr. And it says, everything is about reaching the ending, except for the ending, which is about wanting to go back to the start. And I just thought that was a very thought-provoking quote. I saw it. I was like, dang, that's really deep. Um, but it just kind of like gave another perspective of, of chasing your goals and life in general. You know, like everything we do is so like forward focus, you know, we're, working the jobs we're working because we have like this end goal in mind for our career. And maybe we don't have an end goal in mind for our career, but we just know we want to be able to retire comfortably or live comfortably and like provide a good life for our future children and family. And, you know, you make all these decisions and you do all these things um, to sort of get you to a point of enough satisfaction when, you know, you look back on your life at the end of it and, you know, say like, oh, like I, I reached this goal or I didn't reach this goal and like I achieved this thing and we're so focused on those end goals and we make all these decisions to get us there. And then I love how it just says, you know, the only thing that's not about the ending is the actual ending itself because the ending is thinking about once you get to that end point, you know, you're thinking about all the things that, you know, maybe you could have done differently or, you know, you're going to start naturally reflecting on regrets you had or, you know, wanting to go back to the start and like do things again, even if things were just great. And I just thought it was a very thought provoking statement. I wanted to share it. So nothing too like, I mean, it's a D, but nothing too like um, introspective. I guess it is kind of introspective, but like nothing too reflective, I guess, is what I should say. Because I feel like my quotes are very reflective usually and they're somewhat tied to the episode but I just saw that and really wanted to share it because I liked it so and my favorite this week is actually podcasts uh who would have known that the girl with the podcast who does not listen to podcasts is sitting here saying the podcasts are her favorite thing this week and honestly it's probably going to be fleeting like I am probably going to say this this week and then in the next two weeks I am going to not listen to podcasts again for like months But I go through phases with them. Y'all know, like, I say all the time that I typically only listen to them if I'm, like, driving on a long road trip or if I'm, like, having to drive, like, across Houston to, like, another part of Houston that, like, takes, like, an hour or anything like that. Um, I just don't listen to them a ton. And I think it's because I honestly have just, like, a lot of mental clutter as is and, like, chatter in my head in a way. Um... Like, not necessarily, like, I don't have, like, voices in my head, but, like, you know, I'm always, like, talking to myself, basically. Like, 
there's always something going on in my head. It's never quiet up there. You know, like it's always writing. I'm always thinking about my to-do list. I'm always thinking about, you know, ideas for content. I'm always, always, always thinking. I'm thinking about work. I'm thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner. I'm thinking about how I'm feeling right then and there. And it's just nonstop. And I find that when I listen to podcasts, it almost like makes it worse because I'm just, you know, consuming more and it just like makes me think more things. And at the end of the day, like that can be a good thing or a bad thing, right? Like sometimes I listen to a podcast and then afterwards I end up having all this extra mental clutter because all of a sudden it's made me like start thinking of things that I wasn't really thinking of before or maybe it made me feel a certain way about something that I wasn't really thinking about before and other times I listen to podcasts and I feel super inspired and now I'm like having all of these ideas and I'm thinking of things or sometimes listen to them and nothing really happens you know but I think I've always avoided them because I noticed that they tend to just increase the amount that my brain is just like Go, I don't know, talking, I guess, to myself. Um, I don't really know how to explain it because it's not like I'm, I don't, I, I'm not like, I don't really know how to explain it. Hopefully you'll understand. I don't understand people who say that like, it's just like quiet in their head. I'm like, huh? That's possible? Give me some of that, please. But I have been loving podcasts this week. Anyways, get back to the point of the story. Um, I have had several like long days at work this week and Um, it's just been really rough and I find that having the podcast to listen to during the day is nice because it makes the time go by a lot more quickly. And even though I'm honestly not really listening to the podcast, because especially this week, like I had a lot of long days at work and a lot of those long days consisted of like, I was actually like really having to use my brain and like think like some things at work are very, um, just they're very like simple. I'm not really having to put it, use a lot of brain power. You know what I mean? Um, and it's more so just figuring out a process, which is just sort of like figuring out a step-by-step type of situation. But then other times I'm like really having to use my brain and like, uh, think of like my tax, like technical knowledge. And it really hurts my head. Like, especially when I'm doing it for like hours on end. And, um, when I'm listening to podcasts and I'm doing like a lot more intensive thinking, I definitely am tuning out everything that the podcast is saying. Like, I'm not really, like, I'll I'll probably catch, like, a few sentences here and there. But other than that, like, it's really just there for the company, I guess. And I'm fine with that. But there were a few, like, episodes that I listened to this week. And um, I, like, one of the things I'm working on right now at work is very, like, like, I know how to do it. And um, it's something that I've done like several times. So it's like, I'm able to listen to a podcast and actually listen to it because I'm just sort of like doing very routine, like things that I know how to do. Right. But then one of the other things I was working on this week at work, it's just very, just taxing on my brain, quite literally, like just hurting my head. Like it's just a lot of work and just having to, um, think really hard um during when I was working on that stuff I had a podcast playing but I wasn't really listening to it especially because of the podcast I was listening to and with that being said the podcast I've been listening to have been the Skinny Confidential and then um the Huberman Lab and I've always loved the Skinny Confidential I've been listening to it for oh my gosh probably since like 2017 and um maybe 2018 I don't really know and I 
love it, but it's so funny because I, since I like haven't been somebody that like listens every single week, I've listened to a lot of their episodes, but since I kind of go through phases with podcasts where I won't listen for like a really long time, I have like a ton of episodes that I can catch up on. You know what I mean? So it's really nice um, having like a ton that I'm able to just like binge while working because it's definitely frustrating when you're like caught up with something and there's no more content to consume and you're like, oh, I want to consume more of this. And then the human lab, I think I've listened like one episode of before, like a while ago. And then I just like haven't again, but I like follow him on Instagram and I have for probably a few months and I just hadn't really listened to much of the podcast, but I kind of followed him with the intention of listening to his podcast. And then I just never really got around to it. And I will say his podcast is a lot more, um, technical I guess like whereas a skinny confidential like there is some technical knowledge depending on who they're bringing on the podcast but it's a lot more of a conversational like light-hearted not as deep type of situation which is nice and that's really good to listen to while working for me especially like doing the really intensive stuff because I'm not really having to like think about what they're saying I can just listen to it and hear it but then Huberman Lab like he I mean he's like a neuro something I don't even know what he is what is he he's something in like um some sort of like professor but he kind of neuroscience so that's mainly what his podcast talks about but also just like our nervous system and everything like that but he has a neuro- neurobiology that's what it was I was like it's a neuro something he's a neurobiology and ophthalmology professor at Stanford so but he has really like interesting topics and everything and I was listening to the Rick Rubin episode on how to access your creativity and it was like so good um while I was working but then I was listening to some of his other episodes like I was listening to the science of creativity and how to enhance creative innovation I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it again because I was listening to it while I was working on something like hard at work and he was like literally sitting there talking about um just all kinds of just like actual technical knowledge with like scientific terms and stuff and I'm like okay this is really hard for me to listen to right now because like I played it and I was listening to it for like literally over an hour but I ended up pausing it because I was like I'm not really like digesting any of this because it's very very different from like listening to the skinny confidential but I still really like listening to it especially when I'm doing like more easy stuff at work but I really like it because it's um the episode with Rick Rubin was so good because it was like this renowned music producer and then this neurobiologist and so you have this really creative person and then this like really like analytical like technical type knowledge and they're going back and forth and it really just scratched both sides of my brain really well because I'm definitely like I feel like I'm a very I don't want to say an even split but I'm pretty equally split between like left brain right brain with like you know creativity and analytic analytical thinking and everything So it was really cool and like it made my brain, it almost felt like a brain massage in a way. Like it just felt really good to listen to that episode because it was like, wow, this is so cool to have like something so creative, but then like also something so technical, like in the same conversation and it like seamlessly blending into a conversation. Like it was the coolest thing ever. Um, But that's my spiel on that. Both great podcasts, but I've just been enjoying listening to them, especially because like when I'm having to like log back on the work like after dinner and put in some more hours. Um, I don't listen to the podcast at night when I work, but it's almost like listening to the podcast during the day makes the day go by quicker. 
And that's definitely preferred when I'm no, I'm going to have to be working again later at night. You know what I mean? Because then I'm like, okay, I'm getting closer to the end of the day type of thing. So that's my long spiel on that. But let's go ahead. Actually, no, I'm jumping ahead of myself. My gratitude for this week. I am very thankful to finally be able to say I am officially a licensed CPA. Hello, imposter syndrome, because that doesn't even feel like I'm allowed to say that because if you don't know anything about like the CPA, which is basically certified public accountant, um, if you're new here, if you just like don't know the journey that I've been on, it's a really long process. I started taking or I started studying for my exams in August of 2021, finished taking them early January of 2022. And then I had to get my year of work experience before I could like officially become licensed. So in this past or this month in January of 2023, I like finally sent off all of my paperwork and my application basically to be issued a license. And then I got my ethics exam um, that I had to take for like the state of Texas. Not every state has to do this for a CPA license, but Texas does. So I took my ethics exam. I passed that. And then I waited about a week. And on Friday, this past Friday on the 27th, I finally got the email that my license was approved. And I like triple checked that I like have a license number and that my status says issued because basically like you are not allowed to like say you're a CPA or like you use the three letters after your name until like you have that license. Like you cannot say that while you're taking the exams, while you're like waiting to hear back, like after you've like passed everything and after you passed your ethics exam, like it's a very like strict process. So I've been like scared to even like say, I'm like, am I safe to say this right now? Like when, when is it okay? Um, and I had pinged somebody at work and I was like, uh, does this mean I'm like actually a CPA now? Um, one of my friends, cause she like recently became one too, but I'm very thankful to say that that process is like finally over and done, which feels really weird just because like, I feel like it's been done for a long time. Um, since I've just been getting the work experience like the last year, but it's so nice to like know that like it's it's over like I'm not I don't have to like take any more exams like I mean I have to like keep up my continuing education and everything every year and everything like that but other than that it's like you know all that hard work like I I actually am a CPA now and it just feels crazy to say and like we went to a wedding last night and it was funny because like when people would ask what I did I was like wow I'm actually able to like say I'm a CPA now because before it's like I would always say oh I'm a tax accountant and um, I was able to like actually introduce myself like to people. Uh, okay, uh, that sounds really annoying. I was not saying I, I'm Abby Aslan, I'm a CPA. I promise I was not saying that. When I say introduce myself, I meant like these are people I'm meeting for the first time. So I'd be like, oh, like I'm Abby Griffin's fiance, whatever. And then um, they'd be like, oh, like how are y'all doing? Like, and then, you know, they would ask like, so what are y'all up to? Like, where do y'all work? Like, what do you do? Whatever. And then I would say like, oh, I'm a CPA. So I promise I was not like walking up to people saying I'm a CPA. Uh, no, that's so ill. No, not me. Um, and I, it's just so crazy that I'm like actually officially one too. Cause I just like always knew, like, this is obviously what I've been working towards for years. Like you can literally date this all the way back to like 2017 when I changed my major to be in accounting. Like I, it, it's been a work in progress since then technically. Cause that's when I like was starting working on my accounting degree. So it's so crazy because I just never, it felt like the day would never come because it just kind of felt like this far off thing that would never happen. So let this be inspiration if you're working towards any license or certification or degree that 
I mean, keep up what you're doing and just maintain it. And before you know it, like it'll be there. You know what I mean? Like the day will come and it seems so far off when you're going through it, but like it seriously will come so fast and it's just crazy. But I'm really thankful that the process is over and I'm thankful that I finally like have the license because it just like feels good to like know that I have that um, taken care of and everything because it, in a way it kind of like keeps you sort of like before until you have like actually have your license you kind of feel like you can't really do anything else like outside of the job you're currently in like you obviously can but it just like makes you feel like oh like I can't I I don't really know if I can if I should do anything until like I have my license um but it's just like really crazy because I just like I'm definitely I'm proud of myself and everything but I'm feeling a ton of imposter syndrome because I just like I'm like, I'm just like a staff accountant at a big four firm. Like, I don't know what I'm doing like 80% of the time. So like, why am I, how how do I have this license? You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy. But obviously like with experience, you know, that'll go away and everything. So I'm really thankful for that this week and just glad that it's over because holy hell, what a process it was. But let's go ahead and get into the episode. So I'm first going to just start off sharing like, sort of my perspective with morning routines and like honestly the key pieces of information to keep in your mind as you're curating what you want your morning routine to be and honestly just to keep in your mind through all seasons of life because the thing is is our morning routines are not going to be the same in the winter as they are in the fall they're not going to be the same in 2023 as they are in 2024 my morning routines have changed so much year over year but then at the same time there's a lot of things that have remained pretty constant So I think that it's important to have sort of just like a found a very strong foundation of intention when it comes to your morning routine so that as you change it through different seasons of life and everything, you're really able to have this strong foundation that you're able to build off of and it's always going to serve as the sort of like the guideline and sort of what guides you towards curating your morning routine and picking those things for your morning routine And I just think it's a lot better to sort of have that baseline, that um, foundation to fall back on and go back to when you're curating your morning routine, whether you're starting it from scratch or whether you're just revising it a little or if, you know, you're going through a lot of change and you just need things to work for you better. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think that these three things are, these three little tips I'm going to say are so important to keep in the back of your mind each time you sort of assess your morning routine and develop it. So the very first thing I want to say is I think it's so important to develop these habits um, for your morning routine and to sort of find those non-negotiables for your morning routine early on in life because as you get older, you only get more responsibilities and people start to depend on you as you get married or have kids, or even if you don't get married or have kids, you're just going to be older and likely have more responsibility in your job, depending on what you do. And it's a lot better to have those habits already in place when you go through 
all of those huge life changes rather than trying to implement them in the midst of all the chaos of your life changing. So can you imagine, you know, like being pregnant and like having kids and while also going through that, you're trying to like get your stuff together to like have a morning routine that really works for you. Like, no, that would be so exhausting because I'm sure when you're pregnant, when you're having kids, like your number one priority is just like making it through the day and like taking care of yourself and your baby and like just, you know, literally like figuring out how to support the life of another human basically for the first time, especially if it's your first time having kids. I can't imagine adding the stress of making sure that like I have like a well-established morning routine with my non-negotiables that sets me up for, you know, a good day. And I can't imagine trying to do all of that while also, you know, being pregnant or having like young children and like trying to make those changes with all of these other variables. Because I think if you can do this in your 20s, especially in your early 20s, um, even when you're in college, it's really good to develop these habits of college. It will take you so much farther, so much quicker in terms of having the habits established and not having to like really work to be consistent with them and it'll be a lot better to have them already in place so that you can reserve the energy of or reserve the energy that you would be spending on trying to implement a consistent morning routine you can save all that energy for bigger things in your life like you know having a significant other or having kids if you've already got the morning routine down and established. And like I said, it may not be like this cookie cutter morning routine that you do through all seasons of life, but as long as you have those non-negotiables established and you can be consistent with those yourself and you don't have to think twice about them, then you're going to be in a good position when you go through these phases of life where you have these big life changes and more is expected of you. And I also want to say that it's important that your morning routine makes sense for you because there is obviously a plethora of content to consume that surrounds morning routines and, you know, having a productive morning routine and all this stuff. And it can be really easy to like consume that content and like tell yourself that you need to do X, Y, and Z in order to, you know, have the home that that person that filmed that content does or to just feel good about yourself and all this stuff. And I'm sitting here giving you content on morning routines right now as is, but at the end of the day, you want your morning morning routine to be something that sets you up for your day and is intentional based on your needs and desires. And it should really get to the point where you do the things in your morning routine without even having to like think of them and you don't have to think twice about them and they just become sort of second nature. Because if we force ourselves to do things in our morning routines that we either don't really benefit from or maybe we don't really enjoy, we run into this challenge of setting ourselves up to feel resistance every single morning. And that's not something you want to start your day off with. You know, you don't want to start out your day with resistance because it's going to put yourself like on the wrong foot for the day because you're going to be feeling like you're sort of like battling with yourself and with like what you're going to be doing in the morning. Because for example, if you say you watched a TikTok and this person is like, waking up at 5 a.m. and going to being at the gym by 5 45 is like the best possible thing you can do for your morning and you consume that content and you're like okay I need to do this for myself but maybe you have to you know physically go in office and it's extremely hard to get yourself to a gym and working out and making it to the office on time so working out in the morning just maybe isn't what works best for you so you're sitting there forcing yourself you consume that content and you're feeling this pressure to 
do your morning that way because you're just desperate to figure it out, right? And and you're sitting there setting your alarm for 5 a.m. so that you can go to the gym in the morning before work and you know in the back of your mind what's best for you. And if you're sitting there trying to set that alarm and go to the gym, but you know that you're an evening workout person and you are trying to force yourself to be a morning workout person, you are going to be facing that resistance every single freaking morning. And that is not how you want to start your day because I think that it just puts yourself in this sort of like fight or flight situation where you're like, you know, your alarm goes off and you're just like, do I go? Do I not go? And you're just kind of like battling it and you're really having to fight it. But in the same breath, I do want to say this doesn't necessarily mean like just because something is hard to implement into your routine initially, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try to do it at all and you shouldn't try to stick with it because some habits are going to be really, really life-changing for you in the morning and they're going to really suck when you first start doing them and you're going to feel that resistance because it's something that your body and your mind isn't used to at first. But once you've done it, you know, for about three weeks, it's going to become that second nature. But it's important to have that distinguishment between am I just uncomfortable from doing this right now because I'm not used to it or am I uncomfortable because this is something that I know does not work for me and it's just not what's best for me because there is a difference and who knows maybe like in the winter like you're not a morning workout person but then in the summer you are like that's totally okay too you can switch it up but at the end of the day you know what works best for you and you don't want to be setting your setting yourself up to be at battle with yourself every morning because it's going to Jumps, you're jump starting your day with really just like the wrong emotions and feelings when you do that because it's just sort of putting you in that state of anxiety of like, oh my gosh, like I'm literally in a fight with myself right now. Like, do I go? Do I not go? Or I'm going and I just like really just don't feel that this is right for me. You just don't want to set yourself up for that. So it's really important to just focus on what makes sense for you at the end of the day and don't force yourself to do something that isn't filling your cup. And some things aren't really going to fill your cup. They're just going to help you, you know, like maintain where you're at. They're not necessarily going to add something to your cup, but, and that's okay if that's all it does, but you don't want to do anything that's quite literally draining you of energy or draining you to the point of, you know, you're literally battling with yourself every morning. So I definitely wanted to make that very clear because I know I'm a victim of, seeing all of the self-improvement content and listening to it and thinking that I need to be making a, you know, incredible, delectable breakfast every morning and going to a gym and showering and completely getting ready and doing yoga and meditation and reading and not being on my phone and all of these things. And it's just so overwhelming. It's like, okay, realistically, I can fit like one of those things in. So like, let me pick one of them that works for me. You know what I mean? And it can be really easy to consume content and then just like immediately feel like crap about yourself because that's just not what your day looks like. But it's so important to remind yourself that it's about what makes sense for you. And then last but not least, the one little tip I wanted to give for a piece of the foundation of building your um, morning routine. So the things we have so far is developing these habits early on in life as early as you can doing things that make sense for you. And last but not least is the key is having discipline while giving yourself flexibility. So, you know, have those few things that are your must-haves and your non-negotiables every single morning that you always do because you know that like it is what sets you up for a good day and it's what makes you feel good starting out your day. Those are your non-negotiables. But 
give yourself flexibility to change things as the seasons change, as your you know life changes, or just as you need a little bit of change. Because honestly, we're humans and sometimes the routine can get to be a little bit too much. Like I know for a fact, especially when I don't go in office for a while, and if I'm like work from home like for multiple weeks on end without going in the office, I get really like bothered by how routine my life is sometimes because I'm like I am quite literally a robot at this point because I'm doing the exact same thing like every single day and it can be really just depressing to like realize that. So I think having flexibility is so important because like for example My morning routine on the days that I go in office may look like slightly different from the days that I'm, you know, working from home, but the key is having that discipline while giving yourself flexibility. So regardless, I'm going to be doing those same non-negotiables, but on the days I go in office, I'm going to be a little bit more flexible with some of the things that I do that aren't maybe in my non-negotiables. So, you know, have those few things that are your non-negotiables every morning in your routine, but allow yourself to switch things up when things start to feel too routine or if you just need to add a little something else to your day to like make yourself feel better you know what you need best and you know allow yourself to go grab a coffee if you want to in the morning instead of making it from home and allow yourself to you know just try out a new exercise this week if you typically work out in the morning and maybe you're tired of having the commute to the gym allow yourself to try doing a workout from home instead you know give yourself that flexibility but also like stay disciplined with those non-negotiables because those non-negotiables are those things that in my head I think of them as the things that like you absolutely have to do every morning for your own sanity like and and in order to just be in a good place to start your day um and maybe you're not going to be in a good place to start your day because you're just like already having a bad day you're not in a good mood that's fine as long as you have those non-negotiables though like they may not make you feel better but they are at least a constant in the midst of the chaos and you can have those to fall back on. So next I am going to just give some ideas for your morning routine. If you are somebody who is like, you know what? I've never really had a morning routine. I work from home and I roll out of bed at 8.40 and then I start work at 9. If that's what works best for you, that's great. But if you know in the back of your mind that you could be like doing a little bit more for yourself in terms of just like taking care of yourself and sort of just setting yourself up for a better day and just taking more advantage of the time in your morning, then I want to give you some ideas to sort of help you brainstorm what you can do um, with your morning routine. So I personally think a good framework to use for your morning routine is to do one thing for your mind, one thing for your body, and one thing for your soul. And I think that you can sort of start with this and then build off of it. Like once you've gotten that one thing for each category, you can kind of ask yourself, well, is there a category like that I maybe want to prioritize a little bit more than another one in the season of life? Maybe you have just felt very like lost and um, disconnected from yourself and you sort of just feel depleted um, spiritually and you just don't really like feel like yourself. So maybe you want to prioritize your soul care a little bit more. So do that one thing for your mind, one thing for your body, and then maybe let's do a few things for your soul if that's the case. Or maybe you're you know, really trying to just be more active because you work from home and like sit at a desk all day. So you want to do more for your body in the morning. So maybe you prioritize adding a few more things that prioritize your body for your morning routine. And I'm also just going to give like some other habits too that don't necessarily fall into any of those categories. So first I'm going to give a few ideas for the mind. 
So I think one of the most obvious things is not using your phone in like the first 30 minutes or hour of your day. Um, I see, I've seen like on TikTok how, um, I guess it's like, I don't really know how scientifically proven it is, but I'm sure it is to an extent. But basically, um, how we receive, I've seen something that said on TikTok, how we receive dopamine at the beginning of our day is sort of how we chase it the rest of the day. So if you're, you know, rolling over on your phone first thing in the morning and you click on that TikTok notification or you open up TikTok, that's how you told your brain, like that's how you gave your brain a head of dopamine in the morning. And you're going to constantly be returning back to TikTok, even when like you probably don't even care to be the rest of the day just to get that dopamine hit. And the same thing with like maybe texting people back first thing in the morning or getting on Facebook, whatever it is your brain's going to constantly be chasing that the rest of the day. And I saw someone like explain this on TikTok. And I, like I said, I don't know how scientifically accurate it is or whatever. I'm sure it is to an extent, like I said, but I personally think it is because I know like on the weekends when if I start my day with, by rolling over on getting on my phone, I literally did this this morning. Actually, if I start my day by like rolling over, getting on my phone, checking my texts, checking my notifications and opening up social media while I'm still in bed and I haven't gotten up yet, I'm going to be getting on social media way more that day than I would on any other day if I don't get on within that first 30 minutes or the first hour. So I definitely think something that's really good you can do for your brain and just your mind is to just not go on your phone. And I'm not saying like don't look at your phone because that's really hard because like I have to turn my alarm off through my phone or I don't have to, but I do. And um, also, you know, you want to check your time and everything, but I really like to just not I try not to get on it which I'll tell y'all when I like usually get on it for the first time when I walk through my morning routine here shortly but I try to at least do the first 30 minutes minimum and then one way to help you achieve this if you just find it's really hard to like keep yourself from going on your phone in the morning turn off notifications for the apps that you like tend to like really find yourself always wanting to click on because it'll When you have those notifications, it's like a reminder of like, hey, like you can open this app up right now and hey, like there's stuff here waiting for you and it's going to be tempting for you to open it up. But like if the notifications aren't there, it's really just, you know, your own will that you're getting on those apps and you're not necessarily having something external enticing you to go on the app. So I think that that's a great way to sort of help yourself achieve that goal. And another way to help yourself achieve it is to charge your phone on like the other side of the room so that you can't like roll over and just like get on it and sit on it in bed, Um, which is something that I've always wanted to do, but I have like never done for some reason. I just can't get myself to like charge my phone on the other side of the room for some odd reason. Um, And not that I struggle with like I really don't get on my phone like on social media and like text people back first thing in the morning. My thing is just like, I think I like having it next to me for like peace of mind for some reason. Like if something were to happen, I don't know. But the next thing for your mind um, is to do just like sort of like a brain game. This is like so like not necessary and it's kind of contradictory to the first thing I said. But for example, like play Wordle in the morning, like maybe you do this while you're eating your breakfast, but like do something that sort of just like wake your brain up and like give yourself some brain activity. And I think that it's just something that sort of just like starts your brain power for the day and sort of just gets your mind off on the right foot. Because I think that with social media and our phones and instant gratification, I feel like we just as a society don't do a lot anymore that sort of just engages our brain and challenges our brain, especially like first thing in the morning. And I think that doing something like this is sort of just like going back to the basics of like trying to just like give yourself that brain juice and brain power first thing when you start the day. Or maybe it's doing like a crossword puzzle or 
Um, I don't know. Like, there's so many different little brain games you can play. And you can also just, like, do things differently each morning. But, like, do the same things you do every morning but a little bit differently. So, like, I know um, you could you could literally just, like, switch up the order of, you know, putting in your contacts and your skincare and brushing your teeth. Like, you could just switch that up to, like, make your brain think and, like, turn off the autopilot for a second. You know what I mean? Because it's good to, like, sort of just, like, pull yourself out of the, like, very routine thing sometimes and sort of just, like, get your brain to, like, think and be like, okay, what am I doing next type of thing. So the next thing for your mind, I think making a to-do list in the morning can be really helpful. I like to do mine the night before personally because I don't like to start my day off with that feeling of like overwhelm with my to-do list. Um, I don't mind doing a to-do list once I've started my work day, but I don't like doing to-do lists in the morning before I started my work day, if that makes sense. So I like to do them sort of before I'm done with work or right after I'm done with work the night before because it sort of allows me to, I mean, that sort of forced me to think about the next day and to think about work going into the night. Yes, but at the same time, I can sleep a little bit more peacefully because I know that like everything I need to do is jotted down on paper and I don't have to like stress about uh, like, because normally if I don't do it at night, like I'm going to be laying in bed, like trying to take mental note of all the things I need to do the next day. And I'm a lot less likely to do that if I make my to-do list the night before. So that's another thing that's really helpful for your mind is to make a to-do list and you just find the time that works best for you, whether that's the night before, right after work, the morning of as soon as you wake up or the morning of as soon as you start work. Um, those I feel like are probably the three most popular options. And then the last little um, idea for something you can do for your mind is to read something. I'm not a morning reader. Um, for a period of time, I I think it was probably like right after a busy season last year, I started reading like in the morning for like 10 minutes and then I would read at night. But I was reading two separate books, right? So I would read 101 essays that would change that change the way you that will change the way you think. I don't really know what the formal title is, something like that. 101 essays that'll change the way you think. I was reading like 10 pages of that in the morning, which is just like nonfiction self-help kind of vibes. And then at night I would read like my summer romance novel or something. And I really liked doing that, but at the same time, like I sort of just when I'm reading, I really like to just be cozy. So like <laughs> reading in bed is like what I ideally do and that's what I would do and it would kind of just make me feel tired again. But I think if I were to read like while having my morning cup of coffee, like it would probably be a different story. But I think that this this is something I really like to do when my life isn't as chaotic. Like I don't really like to do this when I'm really busy with work because I can't really focus on what I'm reading because I'm like so stressed about like starting work and like getting my day started. But, and I think that like my little bit of reading that I do like through my journal and like devotional in the morning is enough during those busy times for me. But when things are a bit slower and I can like really take my time in the morning, I absolutely love reading some nonfiction in the morning because it's just like inspiring. It puts me in a good mindset for the day. It sort of just makes me feel a lot better going into the day than I do if I don't, you know, read something. Like you would read something like The Four Agreements or you could read, um, just any really self-help book out there. And it doesn't even have to be self-help. If you want to read your fantasy novel in the morning, go for it. But <laughs> I think reading something regardless can be good for the mind. And next for the body, just for my some ideas, you can stretch. Um, I think stretching in the morning is so good because it feels so good after you've been like, I, I personally sleep like a freaking like pretzel. Like I don't know how I fall asleep sometimes because the way my body is just like twisted and 
the way I like lay on my arms and stuff, I'm like, how am I doing this? I'm probably like giving myself like body issues. Like as we, uh, as I sleep, like this is just not good. So stretching in the morning can always feel really good. And I just feel like it sort of wakes your body up for the day. And, um, I think when you wake your body up, it just automatically makes you feel more awake just in your brain than if you're just to sort of like start your day without stretching at all. And I'm not the best about stretching in the morning. I try to do a little bit, but I'm definitely not the best about it. And it's something I want to be better at. You can also just go on a walk. Um, I think that getting sunlight first thing in the morning, which this is definitely a Huberman lab, like thing like proven scientifically proven thing you know get that vitamin d and get the sunlight first thing in the morning if you can i don't get it first thing right away because i have to you know change into my clothes for the day and put my contacts in and everything but i try to like walk my dog within my like first 15 minutes of waking up and try to get sun that way um when i wake up so going on a walk is really good and i think that it's really nice especially when you're stressed out like i had a horrible day earlier this week and the next morning I was like you know what I'm gonna go on a walk and I'm gonna go get some coffee and um just sort of like start my day off that way because I need to break up my routine because it's just way too consistent like right now and it's just driving me crazy like because I just feel like I'm like living the same day over and over again and it was just really getting to me so I was like I need to do something to switch things up and I was like I just want to go on a little bit like I want to go on a longer walk than I usually go on and then I want to go get a coffee so that's exactly what I did and it made me feel a lot better going into the day after having a really rough day the day before. And I think that if you can do any sort of grounding in the morning, that's also really helpful. Um, grounding basically is just, you know, connecting yourself with the earth. Um, and I just, I freaking wish I lived by the beach so badly because what I would give to be able to like make my coffee and then like go on the beach and just like have my bare feet like I'm literally thinking about my bare feet in cold sand right now and it's like literally like giving me chills because I'm just like so connected to that <laughs> like my soul is literally just like I need the beach but um being able to like walk on the beach like with my coffee in the morning that would just be like so ideal but grounding is really good to just sort of like bring yourself to I feel like the most like present and calm state possible in the mornings um Another thing you can do for your body is to work out. Obviously, if you're a morning workout person, I'm typically not a morning workout person um, just because of the nature of my job. I think if I worked a different job, I'd be a morning workout person, but because I oftentimes do have to work later hours into the evening, I really like sort of breaking up my daytime shift and my evening shift with a workout because it gives me a second wind to work through later hours of the night. Whereas if I were to work out in the morning and then work from 8.30 to 5.30 and then eat dinner and then get back on, it wouldn't be, the dinner break wouldn't be enough for me because it would feel like I worked nonstop from 8.30 to 8 or 9 or whatever I worked to, even if I take like a lunch break and a dinner break. There just wouldn't be like a clear enough break and a hard enough break of me like changing things up and doing something different during the day, if that makes sense. And I would be way too tired because when I work out in the morning, I'm like, I definitely have more of a crash like in the afternoon than if I work out in the evenings and just wake up at like my normal time. And the next thing for your body, obviously fuel your body with a good breakfast and any supplements you need. So think of a breakfast that, you know, like you really enjoy making. I tend to just like fixate on different breakfasts and I'll probably, I, I feel like usually my breakfast phases last about a year. Um, sometimes they last longer and sometimes they last shorter. I've been on a Greek yogurt and granola and fruit kick now for 
about a year. Um, while I was studying for the CPA, I was very into overnight oats. And um, I, my year in grad school, I was very into avocado toast with a over easy egg. So it's like I've had a lot of different breakfast phases. But, you know, think of the breakfast that you look forward to eating in the morning that makes you feel good and like gives you the energy you need to like start your day. And the same thing goes for any like supplements you need or want to take. And the next thing I say, this is for your body, but really it's just for your face. But having a skincare routine is so essential, especially like now that we're, you know, getting older and aging, we want to take care of our skin. And that doesn't mean you have to have like the latest and greatest and most expensive skincare. I'm not really saying that. I'm just saying like, you know, find those products that work for you and find a skincare routine that sort of, I just like to be very intentional. Like when I put on my skincare and take care of my skin, I like to take my time step by step and like force myself to slow down in the mornings. I don't know if anyone else likes to do that, but it's something I really like to do because I just find that it helps me to slow down and be present. And then now some ideas for your soul. So practice gratitude, number one. I say this all the time. I'm a broken record at this point. Practicing gratitude, I personally do it through my five-minute journal because they're the very first thing you do in your five-minute journal. Um, it gives you, it says like three things, list three things you're grateful for. So it forces me every morning to like think of three things that I'm grateful for. And I think starting your day off on that note sort of just puts you in a better mindset to start out your day. And the next thing is to journal or do a devotional, whichever you like. Um, I don't really journal. I use my five-minute journal, like I just said, and that's not really journaling because it's just like you list three things you're grateful for, three things that would make the day great, and then um, you write out an affirmation. So it is journaling. It's just like not like as intense as like just saying journaling sounds. And I have a devotional called 100 Days of Believing Bigger. And even if you are, you know, not religious or not a Christian, I, the, the devotional is, I mean, obviously it ties to like biblical verses and everything, but there are concepts in it that I think are very helpful regardless of like what you believe or don't believe. And it's by Marshawn Evans Daniels. And I have done another one of her devotionals as well. And like some of the topics recently that have been in mind have been like, um, people pleasing and like um self-assurance and like comparison so like all things that I like definitely struggle with at times so it's like really helpful to like have something that sort of validates those struggles that I go through but is completely like objective because it's like so it's literally an author's devotional you know what I mean like it's not like me having this conversation with a friend or something like it's somebody that's completely far removed from my problems that's like validating them and like acknowledging that they exist and then like giving me tools to like help with them if that makes sense so it's nice to like start my day off with that sometimes especially when I'm really struggling with those things so um that's something you can do for your soul and then I think setting intentions for your day is something you can do for your soul but having them be feeling focused so focusing on how you feel after doing something instead of focusing on getting something done I think is absolutely transformative in how you approach your day so I like to focus on how I feel after I go to a workout class rather than thinking of I need to go to a workout class so when I think of how I feel going to a workout class I am much more likely to do it and it's setting that intention of I want to feel the rush of endorphins after I work out today and feel good that I am you know maintaining my physical health if I say that versus I need the workout today, 
like which one is going to be more enticing for me to work out like the one that's feeling focused the one not the one that's like achievement and to do and you know cross off the to-do list focus so when you make things feeling focused you're much more likely to get them done and I think that that is the biggest life hack for setting an intention for the day I could probably do a whole episode on this but um I think a lot of times when we set intentions for the day we sort of just only focus on the to-dos and the achievement-based things instead of the feelings and when you start to focus on the feelings a little bit more, um, I'm not saying that's the only thing you need to focus on, but I'm saying like if you struggle with like getting something done, um, it's a lot easier to get yourself to get it done when you remind yourself of how you'll feel afterwards rather than sort of having to battle the whole like getting yourself to do it type of feeling um, that you typically feel when you like look at something on a to-do list that you don't really want to do. And then last but not least for soul, you can meditate. I don't meditate. I should, honestly. It's just hard to get myself to add something else to my morning routine at this point, but maybe that's something that I can work on adding. Like that's an example of something that I know that would be good for me that would feel really uncomfortable at first, but then would end up becoming like second nature and I'd be happy to do. Like I would feel the resistance for it initially, but then I would eventually like be really thankful for it and like be glad I did it. So, and there's a few other habits I wanted to share that like don't really fall into any of those things. Um not much at all and then we'll get into my morning routine so i think putting your alarm or phone somewhere where you can't snooze it is huge and like i've already kind of mentioned this but the thing is is no one is going to want to get out of bed once they've contemplated it you know when you your alarm goes off and then you sort of after that first like five seconds of you being awake after your alarm goes off you sort of start to contemplate should I snooze it like oh five more minutes or do I get up right now like you have like a, a split second to make that decision And the second you start contemplating it, you've kind of already like decided that you're basically gonna, you know, give yourself more time or go back to sleep. And if you just get up at that first alarm, so you're not starting your day, already putting yourself once again at resistance with yourself, it's a lot better because you're kind of fighting yourself when you're like, have an alarm going off that you, because you had the intention to wake up at that time the night before. And then when you snooze it, you're sort of just like, at war with yourself because you're like oh yep I was gonna do this but I'm deciding not to right now and then you kind of just once again start your day off by being sort of in a position of putting yourself against yourself so I think that putting your alarm or phone somewhere where you can't snooze it is really helpful um I'm personally not that bad about snoozing my thing is like my alarm will go off and I'll just lay there sometimes I do fall back asleep but like a lot of times I just lay there for like 10 more minutes and then I get up so that's like my issue And the next thing is to read or consume something that inspires you while eating breakfast. Or if you get to eat with like a friend or a family member or your significant other, I think it's like breakfast is like a great time to fit some quality time in. But for me personally, I'm usually like my fiance's already left for work because he works in office. I'm usually eating my breakfast just like by myself. So I like to use that time as just like alone time to like get inspired. So like I usually will like sit on Pinterest because it makes me feel inspired for the day and keeps me from like thinking of all my to-dos prematurely in my head um and I like just sort of doing that and I don't really like to like sit on Instagram or anything per se sometimes that is what I do during breakfast it just depends on the day but I usually like to try and force myself to go on like Pinterest or Tumblr if I'm having like an itch to get on social media at breakfast time and the next thing is to play music that matches your morning energy so is it jazz house music is it a cheerful pop playlist country Um, obviously there's no one size fits all with music, but ultimately, you know, what type will put you in a mood to go into your day feeling a little bit more elevated than you did without the music. I love listening to like a jazz and 
um, instrumental, like really anything like that when it's like the holiday season. Like I love listening to jazz Christmas playlists when I would go downstairs and like start making my coffee and breakfast in the morning. It just put me in the best mood. And I don't really listen to music any other time of year um, in the mornings, but sometimes I personally think music is just like therapy, free therapy, like honestly. And like if you can find something that puts you in a good mood in the morning, by all means, listen to it, you know. And last but not least, I already kind of mentioned this, but just to reiterate, have a go-to list of things you can do on mornings when you're not feeling too great. So like I said earlier, when I was having a really bad day and I was like, I have got to do something different tomorrow morning because I cannot take one more day of doing this exact same thing all over again or I'm going to literally lose my mind. And I had my little toolbox of what can I do to make this morning better? And what that looks like for me is like doing a guided like stretch or morning yoga thing through like a YouTube video or like Melissa would help. Like that's in my toolbox. Going on a coffee run and getting a coffee is in my toolbox. Going on a longer walk is in my toolbox. Um, waking up earlier and like just having a very slow morning, like watching YouTube videos or something that's in my toolbox. There's a lot of things in my toolbox that I can like grab for when I'm not feeling too great in the morning. So like ideally these are things that switch up your normal routine and help you get out of bed in the morning on those days when you just need something to look forward to. So whether that's a morning workout class, going on a walk or going to your favorite coffee shop, whatever it may be, have your little toolbox of things ready to go for those mornings that you need to pull something from your toolbox to have something to look forward to. So now that this episode is getting so long, let's get into my in-depth morning routine. Now that I've given y'all plenty of ideas, I can tell you what I do from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to or start my day. I almost said go to bed. That would be a whole day routine. But I typically wake up between 6.40 and 7.15. It's quite the big range, I know. Um, During busy season, sometimes I wake up even later than that because I'm working till midnight or 1 a.m., I'm going, which that doesn't happen very often. It does happen from time to time, but it's not like very often. And if that's the case, I'm likely going to try and sleep in until like eight and then just log on at nine. But I usually like to log on around 8.15 to like 8.30. I just like getting on a little bit earlier because I'd rather get some of my day started before everybody's like online and like asking me to do things. You know what I mean? So I typically will wake up between like 6.40, 6.45 and 7.15. Just depends on the day. Um, seven's definitely a sweet spot and I definitely like to have a intentional morning routine but also like slow at the same time so the very first thing I do like my hatch alarm will go off I turn off my alarm and then I will get up and I immediately usually have to use bathroom and then I'll after I use bathroom I like wash my hands and I'll go ahead and brush my teeth and put in my contacts and then I head over to my little skincare fridge and I will ice roll my face and I will either gua sha or I have like one of those um sort of ice it's not an ice roller I have a face roller that has the two little balls on it that sort of is like made for like chiseling your face so sort of like the same effect as like a gua sha but like in a tool in a way so I have one of those so I will either gua sha or use that um if I'm being lazy which is like 90% of the time I use the tool instead of the gua sha because it's like less work so I will ice roll my face and use that little tool for like face sculpting or whatever. I don't really know if it works, but I use it. And then I will put on some eye masks and I have very like puffy eyes and just like dark circles. And I love the Good Molecules Caffeine Hydrogel Eye Masks. They are very inexpensive compared to other eye masks because you get a lot of them and I think they're under $20. And I've seen other eye masks be like just like $80 and you get like 10 pairs and I'm just like what 
the hell are we doing? <laughs> like, that is stupid. Um, but I love the Good Molecules ones so much. And if you can put them in the fridge, definitely do so because it makes them feel even better. And I'm not going to sit here and say that they like make my dark circles go away or that they make my puffiness completely go away. They definitely do depuff some. And I think that's from keeping them in the fridge. And they definitely make my eyes feel like more awakened. Like I don't necessarily feel less sleepy. I just feel like my eyes just feel like more ready to go for the day externally, if that makes sense. Like internally, I don't feel a difference. But like externally, my eyes just feel like more awake and opened and not like tired, I guess you could say. So I love putting those on and I'll typically leave those on while I get dressed for the day and then while I make the bed. I don't leave them on for super long. Um, I usually leave them on for about 10 minutes. So once I put those on, I will go ahead and um, change on my pajamas. And typically at this point, my fiance is like um, getting like dressed for the day and everything. And he's like already showered and I always put lotion on his back. So I put lotion on his back and then I will go ahead and put on my clothes for the day. Sometimes I lay out clothes like the night before. Um, but since I work from home, it really doesn't matter. But I definitely always like to change out of my pajamas and change into something else. And it usually is some sort of comfy clothes situation. But I will get dressed and then I typically will make the bed right after I get dressed. So making the bed is huge. I definitely, when I was in grad school, I like never made my bed. I don't know why, what was going on with me, but I just like didn't. That seriously makes me feel so much better. I feel a lot less stressed when I like walk into the room and I see that the bed is made. It just makes me feel a lot better and it literally takes honestly under a minute most of the time. Like sometimes it takes two minutes, but like <laughs> at most that's what it takes and it's like so worth it. So I'll make the bed and then I typically will run downstairs and I'll go ahead and make my fiance some coffee. So I make Griffin coffee. I'm not going to say fiance a million times. That's literally so annoying. Um, but I'll make him coffee and um it's just sort of like I just I make coffee really well honestly from home so it's like it's just something I do out of like the kindness of my heart so I just make him coffee and then once I make him coffee um I'm typically saying bye to him and he's going off to work and he usually leaves around like 7 40 ish so um I will at this point as he's like getting ready to leave I have either already walked Ella or I'm about to walk Ella depending on when I have woken up that morning but I will take off my eye mask after I make him coffee. I'll go back upstairs, take off the eye mask, and then I will do my skincare. So I usually start with, um, did I say already, did I already say I put in my contacts? I did that when I brushed my teeth. I think I already said that. I don't know. But I put in my contacts earlier and I will do my skincare. So typically this is just, I'll spray my face with, um, I don't wash my face in the morning because I always like have it washed at night um, after I, sh or when I shower. And I don't like to like wash it too much because it'll dry it out. So then I will um, use my, I have like a Dermalogica, like just Hydra something mist right now. So I spray that on my face. I got it in PR. So I just like use that. But I really like the La Roche-Posay like thermal essence spring water, I think is what it's called. And it's like an aerosol spray water. Like definitely totally unnecessary. You can literally like wet your face with the water from your sink. But I really like these because they just like feel a lot nicer. And I've gotten both of them in PR. So like, honestly, they're not something that I've spent my money on, but they just like sort of elevate the experience of my skincare routine. So I will spray that on the water. Then I use ordinary hyaluronic acid on my face. And I'll put that on. And before, um, like two weeks ago, before I got a bunch of Sunday Riley skincare in the, in the uh, mail from PR, I was using the La Roche-Posay um, 
Cicoplast B5 balm or whatever after my hyaluronic acid. And then I would use the Clinique um, eye cream. I don't know which one it is, but it's like in the, in a pink little tub. And that was like basically my skincare. And a few weeks ago, Sunday Riley sent me some skincare and I actually have an affiliate code if y'all use Sunday Riley or want to try it out, but it's Abby Awesome 15. If you want to try it, that's A-B-B-Y-A-S-S-E-L-I-N 15 at Sunday Riley. Um, you don't have to get it, obviously. I just wanted to let you know if you've been interested or if you already use it. But now after the hyaluronic acid from The Ordinary, I use the Sunday Riley vitamin C like serum and I like avoided vitamin C for a long time because I had like I used a vitamin C product a long time ago and honestly it was probably just like because it had a ton of other crap in it but I used a product a really long time ago and it like made I like definitely just didn't have a good reaction to the vitamin C so it like freaked me out and I've like avoided it since then right and um they sent me all these products and I was like, okay, I'm a little nervous to try this, but I have been loving them because they have like this orange citrusy smell and that's like my favorite. I love citrusy smelling stuff and putting that on my face first thing in the morning is the best. So after the hyaluronic acid, I'll put on the CEO 15% vitamin C brightening serum from Sunday Riley and it's just like feels really hydrating. It just feels really good. It makes my face like super glowy and I haven't had any reactions to these products and I've been using them for like two and a half weeks. Um, and then after that, I will use the um, Sunday Riley Vitamin C Cream. I think it's just like the, or no, it's a CEO Afterglow is what it's called. So I'll use that moisturizing cream. And um, then after that, I will put on my eye cream, which I have a clin- I have the Clinique eye cream that I talked about, and I definitely use that. But lately, I got First Aid Beauty um, PR in the mail as well, which I'm so thankful for. And I love the First Aid Beauty Niacinamide eye serum it's or eye cream it's so good it's like really brightening it has like this peach color to it so it like really it doesn't conceal my dark circles completely but it definitely the peach in it definitely counteracts like the purple look of my under eyes and it's like super brightening and I love putting that on because it just like instantly transforms my under eyes and so I'll put that on um and then sometimes I use the Clinique one I typically use a Clinique one if I'm putting on makeup for the day because it's like a thicker richer eye cream and um I find that it that's just like what I typically use with um when I wear makeup so that's pretty much my skincare and in the morning um and then I will once I've like got my skincare taken care of I, at this point I'm like pretty much dressed ready to go for the day whatever so then I will go downstairs and I will take Ella on a walk and we typically don't do our longer walks in the morning we do our longer walks in the afternoon at lunchtime usually sometimes I take her on a longer walk though in the morning it just depends if it's like a really nice day I definitely go on a longer walk in the morning so I'll take her out and then after our walk, I come back inside with her and I feed her, give her water and I wipe her paws um, off. I have like these little like biodegradable like pet unscented wipes and I just like wipe her feet every time we go outside. It's just something I do. <laughs> and um, so I'll wipe her feet and then I will go ahead and open up like all the curtains downstairs and everything and let in as much light as I can. And then I make my coffee, which is typically just two blonde espresso for two O pods for my espresso machine from the Starbucks blonde espresso pods. And then I will do a splash of oat milk, a splash of a creamer, some cinnamon, shake it up with some ice, and then pour it into a cup. And then I'll make my breakfast, which is typically Chobani coconut Greek yogurt with purely Elizabeth vanilla chocolate chip granola and um, some fruit, whether that's like raspberries, strawberries, or blueberries, just depends on what I get from the store that week. 
and that's my breakfast. And then while I'm having breakfast, this is when I typically get on my phone for the first time in terms of like responding to texts or getting on social media. I'll typically, I usually like try to like post a story in the morning or in the evening because I'm like trying to like stay active on like social media to be like a good content creator. <laughs> um, so sometimes I'll like post a picture of my coffee or something in the morning or I'll like respond to a few DMs. I'll like quickly scroll through like the first few stories on my Instagram. I'll go on Pinterest and scroll on Pinterest for like a little bit while I eat. Or maybe um, I'm just responding to texts or something from the night before that I didn't see, something like that. So I'll typically do that while I'm having my breakfast. And then once I've had my breakfast, I will usually fill up my um, Awala water bottle and get that ready for the day. And then I don't take my vitamins until lunchtime usually, and I just take like women's multivitamins. And I have been trying to start taking vitamin D now that it's like definitely a gloomier time of year for us here. So I don't do that until lunchtime, but I did want to mention it just because I know that that's typically something that you hear people like say in their morning routines. But then I will go upstairs with my coffee and my water bottle and Ella joins me and we go upstairs into my office and I like love having my office space now because it's like I don't see it and I don't go in it until like it's time for me to work. Whereas before it's like as soon as I would go downstairs, I was like technically in my office, if that makes sense. So it's like been so nice having it completely separate. But I will open up the blind or the curtains in the office and then I turn on my little lamp from Urban Outfitters because I just like don't like overhead lighting. And then I um, sit down at my desk with my coffee and I in my water and I pull out my five minute journal and my little like devotional and I just do those while my computer is like starting up for work and that's pretty much my morning routine. So literally nothing crazy as you can see like I don't do anything absolutely nuts but like my non-negotiables I would say are... <clears throat> getting the sunlight like from walking Ella, um, doing the five minute journal and like that whole situation, taking the time for self-care and skincare. Like I used to not be good about that. Like I did not ice roll every morning. I never would do like any sort of mask or anything in the morning, but it has absolutely just transformed the way I start my day. And it's something so small, like taking the time to actually ice roll my face every morning and like be slow and intentional with my skincare has been so life-changing because it just like changes my approach when I start the day because it like forces me to slow down forces me to take my time and like do that act of self-care at the start of the day so I'd say that taking my time with skincare um getting the sunlight first thing in the morning doing the five-minute journal and like devotional and then um making my bed are probably my biggest non-negotiables and then also my phone like trying to stay off of that until breakfast time those are like my five things that I like always try to be consistent with and the things that I tend to switch up the most are like sometimes I'll randomly like want to stretch out in the morning. So I'll stretch a little bit. Sometimes I want to go pick my coffee up somewhere. So I'll do that. So just kind of depends on the day. But that is my morning routine. This episode's gotten so long. Um, but I hope it inspires you to sort of just get your crap together with your morning routine and find the things that work best for you and um, your routine and like help you to optimize your morning and have the best day possible and be in the best mood you possibly can be in starting the day. Because I know sometimes it can be hard to start the day off on a good note when you're just like, here we are, another day of working, like fabulous. So I know it's not the best feeling ever, but if you can at least like create a morning routine that you look forward to, it'll at least provide a little bit of positivity to your day first thing in the morning. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Be sure to follow In Bloom Podcast on Instagram. It's just at In Bloom Podcast. Follow me on Instagram if you want to. It's always linked in the show notes. Um, and join the In Bloom Podcast Facebook group if you haven't already. And I will talk to y'all next Monday.